Max Verstappen is going to lead and double his advantage in the World Championship for the first time on US soil. Max Verstappen wins the US Grand Prix. Lewis Hamilton has to settle for second. The charge got close, but not quite close enough. What's up, what's up? It's sundown, right? It's sundown. It's not typical for us. Me and Peter were talking about a shout out to Peter doing the recording for us. We're like, wow, we left us we left for a recording and it's nighttime out. It doesn't feel the Bro, same. It's dark out. It is dark out. So listen, as um as your friend and your fellow F1 <laughs> companion, <laughs> I'm gonna give you the air for however long you need to air it out. Let's get it out. Man, where do I start? Like, this entire race weekend, the American Grand Prix, was spectacular. Like Louis said, you know, the fans showed out, over 400,000 people over the weekend. Everyone from Serena Williams to Chris Bosh to Shaq, I mean, Ben Stiller, you name it, they are there. The stars mm-hmm. came out. The start of the race, Louis gets out. Incredible. And... You know, it was full of emotion. I, I got to say like that, there was glimpses of hope for me right until Max crossed the checkered, fl- you know, crossed the, the checkered flag. But I was so mad. I would be mad too. I I was actually shocked Lewis didn't win. I told you it was over after like lap 20 because I was just like Red Bull had the better strategy. But like when everything came together on lap 46 or whatever it was, I'm like, okay, Lewis is going to win this. And, you know, I guess... On Austin, Red Bull just understood that falling behind in dirty air is really hard to pass on that type of Bro, track. the dirty air, because Lewis, the, the Mercedes strategy then worked amazing, and you saw the times that Lewis was punching in. With five laps to go, when Lewis finally got under two seconds, he couldn't narrow the gap anymore because of the dirty air. Yeah, I mean, how many more laps do you think Lewis would have needed to close off You know, that on that... Second last lap, I thought he was in the DRS zone. Like he lost it on that last turn. He was like he went from like point nine to like one point five. Right because after. Mick Schumacher did the best he could to help Louis, and then Max got DRS. You know who's on payroll, right? Who? Kimi Räikkönen's on Lewis Hamilton's payroll. Oh yeah. <laughs> when oh, he yeah. stopped him, when it went, got went from like seven to four point five. Yeah, that was perfect. He's got him on payroll, bro. I'm telling got him you, on bro. payroll. But overall, man, like. You know, race day is just, there's so much pressure. Like, even when it's just about to go lights out, like, I feel like I, I'm in one of the cars. I'm, like, stressed out. I'm holding. I'm gripping on at things. Um, and then even right until, you know, the end of the race, I was just on edge. I think I thought I knew it was over at, like, lap 53. Because I thought he should have already been within, like, 0.5 seconds. And the three laps is where he had, like, three chances to overtake. Um it was a great race. I mean, 400,000 fans in Austin. I mean, F1's in America now. I mean, it's here. I mean, this was like the, the proclamation because obviously when Liberty bought it in 2008, uh, what was it, 2017, I think? Um, I think it was more recently than that. I think it's been five years. 2016, they made it, but they purchased it, but they've really started implementing changes in like 2018. You're not really going to see that effect in 2019, right? Because it's only takes been- Takes time. Yeah, it takes time. And then obviously Drive to Survive has been out for now. It's coming up on its fourth season. So- 
after a couple of years, it looks like it's really growing in the U.S. You can't say that the sport hasn't, you know, made headlines. Like, the turnout was nuts. The people, like, the everyone on the track before Lights Out was so cool. Yeah, it was really cool. Who are you most surprised to see there? Um, you know, maybe like a Megan the Stallion, like what's her business there? Shaq. Yeah, but what is I, the big Aristotle, Mr. Diesel? I know that I I feel like I've seen Shaq at races before. You know what? I think that's fair, but like he's just so random on the Texas what is it, the Longhorn car? <laughs> Bro, he he was very random standing on the uh, podium there. It it looked very awkward. But yeah, I mean Shaq was there, Serena Williams, like it, Chris Bosch, like, it was super amazing, Other than a.k.a. Louis. super dope to see <laughs> wow. everyone there. We're not going to do that on this podcast. <laughs> so let's talk about the actual, let's get into the race a little bit. So how did you feel about Leclerc? I, he was my driver of the day, actually. Yeah, I mean, Charles put in an incredible race. Like, I, I know he was not the narrative, he's not the storyline, but his race was amazing. He absolutely blew... Uh, the Ferraris did really well. Yeah, I'm so sad for my papaya orange. They struggled today. I mean, for, they just didn't did have okay. the pace. It, it felt. It felt like no Mercedes engine had the pace today. But then, how does Lewis get off to that incredible start? No, I meant like out of corners and stuff. Yeah, on the corners, they they were sliding around a lot. Because I think all their cars are designed for high rake. And maybe that track struggled in high rake because of the high wind. The wind also picked up at the end of the at race, the too. Yeah. But in, in the straight line, the Mercedes was quicker. Yeah, had a better top line speed. Um, and, you know, hats off because Max did, he had older tires. He put in a good race. Like, as much as I hate to see it, um, Max did actually Max have a great dr- race. Max had a hell of a race. Shout out to Red Bull. I know we hate on Red Bull on this podcast, but it's a 200th And Checo killed win. it, too. It's a 200th win, right, in F1? Their 200th podium, I think. Yeah, whatever it is. Yeah. Shout out to Red Bull. I mean, like we always say, the organization is amazing. Um, we're big fans of, like, the actual organization. Not the F1 team, but, I mean, like like we've said before, they're probably going to be the first uh, energy drink or whatever you want to call them with an engine. Exactly. <laughs> they have been putting in work. This is a Mercedes track. They got their first pole here. They got the win. They executed when they needed to. And now there's a 12-point lead, um, obviously, between the two drivers and a 22-point lead in the Constructors' Championship for Mercedes. So Red Bull really made themselves, their presence felt this This weekend. was like the worst possible weekend Mercedes could ask for. Yeah, and Bottas, absolutely poor performance. So I'm going to go back to this. It's just yes or no. Are you happy George is coming in for Bottas? I'm happy. I generally think Bottas is like a mid-tier driver. He should be driving for like a McLaren, like it, like a four, five, six team. He shouldn't be driving for a top team. Yeah, he, it, today Bottas did did us no favors. Zero favors. He struggled. He, he, it's like your car is much better than those other cars. Yeah, he he didn't have a good performance at all. He was behind loose by forty four seconds at one point, and like it lap was bad. 15. It was bad. It was really bad. So here's a question for you. He's no longer technically a Mercedes employee after November, right? Or December. December. You think Mr. Christian Horner got him on payroll? I don't know, man. I don't know. I think that I, I've we've said this in other pods. Like, 
Bottas has nothing to lose, so there's no pressure. But at the same time, he also could be racing because he's checked out. Like, everyone knows when they're leaving an organization or leaving site, they'll say, oh, I'm in it all the way to the end. No, you check out, man. But he's a professional, though. I yeah, mean, he's a professional. We're, we're saying that, but mentally, you as much as you can be professional, you just know you're not there. Yeah, I think because when you're a racer, like, I want to say, like, Lewis... What is Bot? Well, what is Bottas really racing for? He's not going to win the championship. I think the fair way, way to put it is that if you're Bottas, you're giving 100%. But before you knew that George Russell was placing, you were giving 150%. Fact. So, like, that extra, like, when you're racing for your actual team you're dedicated into, you're for sure putting more into it. So, I think that is probably the difference. I think he's giving it his all, like, subconsciously i mean consciously but he's not giving it everything yeah like, in you the just body. can't you can't so, no so lewis as devastating as devastating as it was lewis had a hell of a drive today i i want to say lewis drove really well um really no mistakes I don't, he didn't make any mistakes he did do really really well off the jump um even christian horner which always complains about lewis gave him some sh- i gave him a shout out said it was just a great start by lewis I just don't understand the whole pit situation. Um, I think they gave up way too much time, if that makes sense. Yeah, and, and because it was a two-stop race, you know, it, the pendulum swung both ways. So it was like, even if Max had got off to the great start, it was going to flip-flop either way. I just feel like it was too much because at both times, I think Max was only ahead by like two seconds when he was up or Lewis was ahead by a little bit. But it came out like a six to eight second gap. Like Mercedes let him gain quite a bit every single time. And that's where this race was completely determined by the pit stop strategy. Yeah. And I, and I just think What's Red Bull the point was a- of coming out of, out of the first lap leading? It meant nothing. Yeah, I, I don't think it meant nothing. I think going back to uh, Mr. Uh, Payroll, Bottas, if he was in that mix of four, three, four, then it would have been a whole different race. I mean... Like Christian always says, Max needed someone to fight these battles so he could be a championship driver. And That's why they have Checo. I mean, the, the undercut here was just really big, though. Undercut was huge, but, I mean, Lewis had a chance, though. That's the only thing. Is like, I, I want to say Lewis... If I, if I scored Lewis, he had, like, an 8 or 9, but, like, he had a chance to win it. It, it was... The ball was in his court. He, they said it was going to come down in the last three laps. Lewis got into striking range with like 11 laps to go, but then struggled with the dirty He air. was at like three seconds for a good like seven or eight laps, and, I feel like. But really, that two to one took a long time. And then obviously trying to get it under a second was tough. I thought for sure Max's tires were going to be done. The DRS was going to kick in. He was going to overtake him on that big straight. Yeah, so I mean... It sucks. It really does. Because, I mean, I think both teams had the perfect strategies for their drivers. And I think Max was just a better driver today. I, that's what I'm going to chalk it's it up to. All, one million percent agree. Um, that that lights out, though, was incredible to see Lewis come out of it. And, I, and when I looked at, it, looked at it from the aerial view, it's almost as if he was sandwiched coming out of turn one by the two Red Bull drivers. And here was this Mercedes coming out. Just in my mind, it was a cool visual and 
Lewis really did need Bottas today. He did. And I thought Max was going to push him off track. Like, like fully I, that's what pull I him thought off. for sure. Like, I thought Max was like, I have nothing to lose. And I, and I think that's the mentality Max is going to take. What do we have, five races left? We Five races. And they've said, like, if you're going to crash now, like, or, or be aggressive, you just got to make sure both drivers don't. Like, if you're, if you're taking that risk, you can't afford to be the one that is, is suffering because it just screws your championship. Yeah, it really would. So I asked you this question, and this is not, this is by no means slander Max's Max's part. Do you think Max takes the penalty if he's up two points or three points in the last race and just fucking DNFs both of them, both of them? Oh, I mean, it's strategy. Like, why not? You're you're, you're going to get penalized for next year. Who cares? Yeah, hey, when listen. it comes down to a championship, I mean. When he, he, there's no guarantee you're ever going to be in that position again. So I feel like if Max is up by one or two or whatever it may be in that last race, like. You just take him out. I mean, it's, as bad as it is to say, it's safe. Is, uh, is Lewis doing the same? I don't think either of them are doing it, but why wouldn't you? That, that's my question, though. Is, is either one pulling the trigger? I think either one, you, you, if you have the chance to do it. And you're pretty confident you're going to do it, then then why not? Okay, cool. But we're now heading into a Red Bull strong like race. Oh, the next two are Red Bull favorites. Like it, it's it's starting to look like scary hours for Mercedes. I mean, they said the Circuit of Americas is Mercedes favored. So uh, and look what happened. I mean, anything can happen. Like. Who knows? Maybe Max gets an accident. Maybe like lights out. You never know what's gonna happen, right? So I'm not gonna sit here and say that it's over, but it is looking very bleak. Five races, twelve points, far from over. But this Mercedes struggled in qualifying uh, to the Red Bulls, and today Lewis gave it his gave it his all and, and came up short, which just sucked. So are you angry or are you more just disappointed? I, I think I'm just like, just personally disappointed because I really want Lewis to get number eight. And we just know that it's just so hard to get back here. I just point to Baku, bro. Baku, man. I always point back to Baku. Baku, because... He had a free, free 18 points. Think about this. You go back to Baku, Lewis is ahead of the championship right now, even after today. Yeah, I mean, Max tied blue randomly, and Lewis isn't capitalize on that. Like, it, and, and if he loses a championship, like, that that would haunt me. Like, Baku would haunt me if I was Lewis. And, you know, that's so uncharacteristic of him because he is so known for just taking every single point. So, I mean, we're not going to harp on Baku much longer, but I always have to bring that up because literally that Those is... Those damn overheating his brakes, like, just piss me off. Yeah, it is what it is. So let's talk a little bit about the 3-4... Uh, the who are you rooting for? You're rooting for McLaren or Ferrari? Obviously McLaren. Well, I know you don't like Ferrari. Like I have no different. interest in supporting Ferrari. I, you know, science. But you grew not, up I don't like science. Yeah, I grew up because I was raised in a household that watched Michael Schumacher. So I you mean, have no. As a young individual, you're influenced by your parents. But I'm right? saying that none of that has trickled down. You have no love for Ferrari anymore. No, I just don't. I don't have any attachment to the team. I like Ferrari because I like Charles. I I don't like Bonato, like we don't said. Don't like Bonato. I don't like signs. And you're okay with Charles. You're like yeah, like I, Charles. I'm just yeah, I'm, he's a good young driver. Like I'm indifferent. So who who do you have winning three? 
McLaren for sure. Yeah, McLaren. McLaren's going three. Well, this is not a this is not a, a favoritism or bias. Vote. Like, what is your you actually? I just think, think McLaren has a better car, even though Merce, uh, even though Ferrari has found uh, better speed, but McLaren has better drivers. I think I think they're pretty even. I think Lando and Ricardo are better than Sainz. I Charles. think Sainz and Ricardo are very similar. And I think Charles and Lando are very similar. I mean, Ferrari have put in the new engine, so that's why they have new pace and. And, and also, Ferrari is kind of like going to be checked out because Bernardo's not going to be at every race either to close out. Yeah, but that doesn't matter. I mean, you race, you, you, you race for pride as a racer, bro. Like, well, every team, whether in different sports, it's called a coach or here it's called a principal, it makes a difference, man. And Leadership. that does make a difference, but you can't say they're not going to try. Like, you they're going to try. You as an athlete, you've never given up a Listen, game just for free. The drivers, it will not affect the drivers. But maybe there's a bad pit stop. Like, who knows? Maybe Bonato's just trash and it makes him better. Bonato is trash. That's true. Because Ferrari, Ferrari I, got a positive today. I'm speaking like saying he's trash. I don't, I don't know his track record. I just know that I don't like the guy just by the way that he behaves. Like, just his character, the way he looks. Like, I'm, I'm basing this off of such bad judgment. I'm, I don't know why I don't no, like him. No, we don't think he's trash. You just, you're just not a fan. You're, you're yeah, not I'm high just on not him. a fan. I'm just like, I look him. at him, I'm like, is he really the best for Ferrari? Yeah, you know, I don't, I don't get it. Like, and there's so much pressure there. Like, why do they still have him then? You got you got to call up the executives at Ferrari, bro. Yeah, because I and listen, the 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 real F1 fans that are listening are going to criticize me because he probably does have a great track record. I'm going to I'm going to go do my homework on Bonato and see what's going on and then I'm going to find out why Ferrari's just being so bad. Hey man, Ferrari's a whole different animal. We can't we that'll take like a 2-hour podcast. I think yeah, I think at some point uh, if we have some time in between races, we got to do a whole Ferrari deep dive. Yeah, I would love to do a whole uh, dive on Ferrari. So let, let's dive into a little bit of the, of the sub narratives, um, the smaller ones. We had drivers of the day. I mean, uh, like the, the dud, not dud drivers. We had <laughs> our, our smaller drivers who's going to have a good day. My yeah. boy Giovinazzi. He had a great race. Giovinazzi. Listen, he's fine for a job, bro. Yo, he had a great race today, though. What does he finish, like 11th? I think, yeah, just outside the points. Just outside the points. My boy Vettel did well. What did Vettel finish? I think he finished 10th. Yeah, Stroll and, and George were like, I think, 13, 14? Yeah. Yeah. I don't understand why. I mean, Stroll got knocked at the beginning. I can't knock him for that. He literally got spun around at the beginning of the race. But I don't understand he didn't make his way up because, like, Vettel made his way up. You know what? The more that I've looked at the Aston Martin, um, I think when we look at the progression of the season, Williams has no business being better than Aston Martin, but they've somehow got better through the season than Aston Martin. They've made it competitive with Aston Martin. And and Williams has, has got a car that is a lot different than race one. Yeah, I agree. I mean, the, Aston Martin's got way more. Well, they don't have more, way more resources as of today, but they had a head start on last year. Um, but it's like not even Stroll Russell. It's just it's very interesting to see that Aston Martin is like not. They should be three four. They should be with the with Ferrari McLaren. I, th- I feel like when you look at Racing Point last year, they were so close to finishing three. Just bad luck with some engine issues. But this year they've gone so far backwards. And what do you think that has to attribute to? Because I mean, it's not like that to throw away the car design. Well, there were obviously. Um, there were there's a lot of controversy around that pink car, man. Is it Checo Vettel? 
I think um, as much as you just gotta love Vettel, I'm I'm t- I'm taking Checo every day of the week. Are you saying uh, maybe? Obviously, I'm not talking about rewind four or five years. I'm talking right now. I'm taking Checo every day. Are you saying week. he's overstaying his welcome at F1 at a at a, at a <sighs> top half of the team? I think he's definitely, you know, his best days are are way be- way behind him. Way behind him. <laughs> and um, you think Gunther found any new chassis in scrapyards? Oh man. Poor Haas. What was it? Mazpin on the on the radio today. His feet were burning. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, oh, <laughs> I just feel bad for those guys. My only thing is like, this is your home circuit, and even like they I don't know f- what they got no no FaceTime. They got no FaceTime. They had no shot of even like making a, a point. Like at least Ferrari, when they go back to Monza, they still score points, right? Like oh yeah, but here it's just like. Oh, look at our cars. They're just at the back of the grid, just hanging up by themselves. It's the American Grand Prix, and I'm sure the majority of people there didn't even know that Haas was American. (laughs) Oh, man, that's really sad to think about. It is sad. I honestly, I just, there are so many other potential entrants to come into the sport that are just way better fits. At some point, I think the FIA has just got to look and be like, you know, do they really deserve a place here? I mean, if he can pay the bills, can you really take a spot? But paying the bills is one thing. But we talked about expansion is the next thing for F1. Expansion for sure. But if, if they don't expand, it's like if there's a Porsche knocking on the door. I mean, Porsche, Haas. I, I really, I'm really behind the belief that F1 needs two more teams. I would love, to see, I would love to see 12 constructors. I would like to see Porsche and Audi. Just add so much more uh, variables that can happen in a race. Like, yeah, I mean, you got to go through, if you're at the back of the grid, you got to go th- through 24 cars, not, yeah, uh, 23 cars, not 19, right? So, so I we'll think it'd see. be really good. So let, let's end off with a couple of our, our fun questions. We all, sorry. Let's end off with some of our fun questions. We always end off with driver of the day on the top half of the grid. Oh, I'm gonna give it to Charles. You give it to Charles. I want to give it to Charles like I did earlier, but. I got to give it to Max, and if it pains my soul to give it to Max. Listen, Max Max did so well today. He did, and it pains my soul. Like, and, I, and I'm honestly like, well, okay, Max didn't get off to a great start, but the way that he closed this race, I can't even hate on it. No, he, did, he drove really well. So it, it's Max by a little bit, but Charles is right there. Um, who's your driver of the day in the bottom half? I'm going to go with uh, Giovinazzi. Oh, that, I, that you, you stole the words right out of my mouth. I love Giovinazzi. Giovinazzi is race. fighting <laughs> for that job. Um, and obviously, he did well. All in all, you know, this, this was an incredible, for the, for the calendar, for the season. Like, this weekend, man, I was so hyped watching everything. Like, the American Grand Prix was next level. It was. Everything. I mean, they went all out. And to see the amount of people there. So all the drivers acknowledged it. All the drivers had a blast. You can tell, like, they want to come to the U.S. more. Yeah, I mean, it's sad to think race week is over and we don't have a race next week. <laughs> it is. But, you know, we ride the high of, of race weekend. We've got lots to talk about with five races left to go. And really, what I'm curious now is, like, so 
what is going through Lewis's mind? Like, where does he go from here? Does he is he staying in Austin for the night? What is his kind of like downtime reflection? Speaking to the team, I don't think anything changes. I think he's been business since the second half. It hasn't gone his way, and I think he stays the same. So, I I think when you're at that level and you've won that many times, you don't really panic and you don't change up your routine. You just understand that sometimes things go your way and sometimes they don't, and you can't panic. You just put in that effort that you're normally going to put in that 150 percent, and let the chips fall where they fall. Like I wouldn't I wouldn't panic about him. There's still yeah. five races. You're 12 points. 12 points seems so so close, but every point at this stage is like just massive or Lewis just pays the bag to uh to Bottas bro I no, do a little one say, two into Max's engine um so we've got Mexico Brazil we're staying on this side of the world before we head to the finale in the Middle East I feel like both Grand Prix are going to be I mean every Grand Prix now the pressure just continues to climb um but I'm looking forward to both of them I'm looking forward to both of them shout out to Papu but you, you, it sucks you kind of missed the you mix you miss you miss Mexico right, big time. Yeah, that sucks. You, you're gonna miss Mexico. You have to watch the replay. You're on a plane. It's gonna be a hard one. I, I haven't missed a race in a while. Yeah, it's all good. I mean, you'll watch it on a plane. We'll we'll, we'll record right after it. So, but it's just not the same. Like it's not. It's really not. I can't believe I'm gonna. Your miss brother that. messaged me saying he's rewatching it. Don't spoil it for him. Yeah, he called me too. Oh, yeah, he told you, eh? Just, oh, man, honestly, like, this weekend was, it's just so tough because Louis didn't win, man, and, like, I'm so bitter about it. It was a weekend of highs and lows because it was such a great weekend, but it didn't turn out in your favor. Um, We didn't acknowledge this, but how gas was Checo after the race? Didn't have his water or his drinking. Yeah, I wonder what can really go wrong with your water system. What's so hard about having a water system? Did you see him somewhere? sitting in the garage, like, right after, like, just bent over? Like, Yeah, you're in that hot car in the hot air. <laughs> And you're in the middle of Austin, Texas? Like, that's crazy. Yeah. That's why you got to give, like, tip your hat to Checo. And it this time of year in Texas, it's not supposed to be 30 degrees. And I mean, 30 degrees Celsius. Yeah. We're talking about Canadian weather, guys. We're not talking. Yeah, like, you, that. Fahrenheit. it was pushing track temps, like, close to 100 Fahrenheit. Like, that's just nuts. Yeah. I mean, shout out to Checo. I mean, I'm a Checo fan, although he's on Red Bull, just a little bit less. I'm he's going to his home race, too. He is. So, does he win next race? I would love Checo to win next race, home race. I mean, it just makes perfect sense. Let's have a Checo 1, Lewis 2, and let's have a DNF from Max. Oh, you'd be happy with that. I'd be so happy. 18 points. Give him fast a lot. 19 points for Louis. Checo wins. <laughs> DNF from Max. All right, you heard it here. Max DNF. Checo's taking the dub in Mexico. It's homeland. We'll catch you guys next time. All right, easy. Peace.